You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. Welcome, everybody, to my of the mini, your weekly peek into the world, according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, The Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge, all contained in The Mind of the Meanie. I'm your temporary tour guide and stepdaddy extraordinaire, Adam Barnard, and he is The Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, so... You know, we're, we're recording this, you know, Inside Baseball, we're recording this uh, September 2nd, 2021, and um, uh, just got a little bit of a gut punch today. You know, um, good friend of <clears throat> mine and the uh, wrestling community, uh, Shannon, a.k.a. Daphne from uh, WCW, has, uh, has passed away, and... Um, Probably, I mean, you know, every uh, death hits you, hits you really hard. But this one, uh, you know, it's it's not like you know you're saying, oh, this one hit me harder than the other. But this one really, 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 really uh, hit hard. Um, Daphne was a sweetheart, uh, kind soul, sweet soul. Uh, and you know, no matter what she was going through, um, and she had a lot of friends who care and still care and will forever care for her. And, um, you know, um, you know, it's just, you know, as a, as a human being, you know, I've had my, uh, issues, like I said on social media today, you know, I've had my, 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 my battles, you know, uh, every day I, battle depression every day no matter what um you know whether it's growing up asthmatic uh growing up with the fact that you know i never knew my dad all that kind of stuff you know i, I had my share of therapy and as a kid in grade school and high school and stuff like that so my heart goes out to anybody who else is battling with depression and you know um, i'm very fortunate and have a, a small circle of friends around me that, you know, uh, inspire me and take care of me and look out for me and make every day makes getting out of bed and put my two feet on the floor a little bit easier. Uh, and then, you know, uh, with a situation with Daphne where, you know, apparently she's, she's taken her own life. It, it really hits hard. Uh, you just want to reach out and, you know, get a time machine and go back in time and, you know, give that person a hug and say, Hey, it'll be all right. 
you know. But uh, I just want to take a moment, you know, uh, straight off the bat, you know, uh, while, you know, the wound is still fresh, just to say, you know, Daphne, you are loved. You will be missed, missed sorely. And, uh, you know, I wish, there, you know, you always think, you know, man, I wish I could have said something to somebody to help them, you know. And sadly, sometimes you find out too late. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, not not to you know, start on a, a damper of a mood, but, you know, it just, it's really, it really hit me hard. And, you know, uh, if you're out there and you're battling and, uh, I feel you, I, I get it. I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm shoulder and shoulder right there with you. Uh, you know, and, you know, asking for help, saying you need help is not a sign of weakness, no matter what kind of macho bullshit, you know, people try to say, oh, you, you know, <laughs> you know, you're weak if you say you need help, you're weak if you're too polite. Yeah, I've, I've had people say that to me. Yeah, you're too polite. That's a sign of weakness. No, it ain't. And, uh, you know, saying, you know, I need, you need help. Saying you need help is not a sign of weakness. So. If you're out there and you're battling, you know, just find somebody. To find anybody. Talk to somebody. Talk to anybody. And uh, talk to them. And if they don't want to listen, then get new friends. Fuck them. You know, if this, you know, if you're willing to be there and listen to other people and be there for other people and they're not willing to be there for you, you need new friends, my friend. So, um, and Daphne had plenty of friends. Trust me. I, I wasn't making any uh, assertions to anything, you know, she had, she has, you know, just from the outpouring on social media today, a lot of people love her. A lot of people are hurt, but, uh, you know, rest in peace, Daphne. Uh, it's a, it's a shame. It's a shame. I, uh, I appreciate you taking the time to say all that meaning um i i didn't know daphne um i'd never met her before um obviously grew up watching her on television mm-hmm. um you know the, the the cruiserweight champion on wcw is one of the things that i i recall <laughs> very awesome. clearly yeah um and just being i thought she was great i always enjoyed watching her in the ring um i always enjoyed watching her promos she was an incredible promo uh she was just it seemed like a really awesome person that's one thing i really took away to from today in spite of the tragedy, there's just so much fucking love for her. And it made me a little emotional, man. Like, you know, you, you see that stuff and you often, I, something I think about all, all the time is, is what my impact will be on people's lives, you know, when I'm gone. And um, because of that, I try to, you know, the kids call it giving people their flowers, you know? So I always in practice, in my life with people that I'm close to or people that have made an impact on my life. You know, I, I always try to make sure I tell them what they mean to me and how important they are and um, how much they're loved. Um, and I think, I think that's the takeaway that I have today was that Daphne was just incredibly loved by everybody that she interacted with. And it's just, it's a shame. And, um, I, I don't really have a whole lot of words to say in situations like this, unfortunately, because I don't, I think a lot of times people just tend to give platitudes and they, they say, they say things that necessarily ring hollow. So I, I tend to just sit back and, and listen 
Um, and you know, I, I'm very, you know, as you know, as well, meaning we've talked about this, you know, off air on air, um, I've had my own struggles with mental health and depression and anxiety. Um, I struggle with it every single day and it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's just who I am. And it's, it's part of my life. It's part of, from things that have happened in my upbringing and, um, it's, 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 it's a very difficult thing to deal with, but also to be honest with, you know, you and I, we, we are, as men, we're brought up to believe that asking for help is, is not masculine or it's, you know, it's wrong or whatever it is. And, you know, unfortunately people, you know, both, both men and women have the same, same issues uh, with that. And um, there, there really isn't anything wrong with uh, asking for help. And, um, it's just, it's a shame. I, I don't really know what else to say. Unfortunately, uh, I wish I did have more, but I do appreciate you taking the time at the beginning of this episode to, to talk about it. Um, I wanted to make sure we shared this as well uh, at the, the onset of the show. If, if you know anyone, or if you if yourself, you're struggling um, with thoughts of, of self-harm or, or suicide or, or anything else, there's a lot of resources out there that you can utilize. Um, there are a lot of places you can go to talk to somebody. I mean, you know, I, I tell everybody all the time, you know, my DMs are open for anyone in the pod squad, anyone else who wants to chat. My DMs are open. Talk to me. I'm here. Um, but a really, really great resource as well um, is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Um, you can call 1-800-273-8255. They're a 24-hour service. They are multi-language. Uh, they are available at your uh, your need. Um, but also, too, I think it's important to ask for help when you need it. And, you know, like I asked you earlier, you're, are, you know, how are you feeling, meaning are you, are you okay? Oh, I'm, oh yeah, I'm, I'm bummed the fuck out. You know, um, you know, you, you know, you, you, you hear, you know, the, 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 last night, you know, you heard the inklings that something was up wrong and then, you know, you know, she had posted a message which got shut down, and uh, for whoever shared that, yeah, video. Shame on you, um, whoever you are. I'm not going to give you oxygen, but you know, shame on whoever shared that. You yeah, know. you should really, you should be fucking ashamed of yourself for posting that kind of shit on on social media. You know, like taking advantage of somebody who's already in a really fragile state, yeah. and your first thought is to fucking share that shit on on Twitter, right? You know, like 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 genuinely. And from the bottom of my heart, go fuck yourself. Yeah, you know, like, like, sorry, go ahead. Uh, pr- that shit just pisses me off. Pretty Pete, pretty please, with trigger on top. Go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> 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 nah, Daphne was awesome, man. She was a cool chick, funny chick, talented. Uh, first time I ever talked to her was uh, I was going to bring her in for three PW uh, when WCW shut down and. For a reason, the event got canceled, and we never got to hook up. But when, uh, no, from there on, I was like always seeing each other at different shows, different conventions, and always greeted you with a, a big smile. She lit up the room, uh, and you know, uh, yeah, she influenced. She was ahead of her time. She influenced a lot of people. You Absolutely, know? yeah. She was, you know, you know, she was awesome. But uh, you know. Uh, you know, going, you know, going, you know, uh, YouTube or I don't know if 
Peacock is uh, up and about, but uh, <laughs> I mean, as much as Peacock can can be up and about, but yeah, search out some Daphne. Let's uh, let's celebrate her. Like you said, yeah. uh, you know, she she definitely made her impact on the wrestling business and a, a positive impact on the business, and she made a positive impact on everybody that she was involved with. So let's uh, let's celebrate Shannon. Let's celebrate Daphne. My uh, and my heart goes out to her family. Um, uh, let's respect the, the family's privacy, but uh, also let them know how much we care. So, yeah. Well, there, I there, there's no way that, to re- there, there's no way to really put a bow on it. But uh, yeah, I was uh, gonna say I was gonna say, do you have any any you know fun stories about Daphne that you'd like to share, or yeah, you just, know any any every, every time what's that? I, every time I saw her, it was just a big smile, big hug, hello, and hey, how you doing? Uh, and you know, we, we had a lot of mutual friends and, you know, she would hang out in the area sometimes and, you know, it's just a, it's a great person, great human, you know, and it's a shame, you know, uh, you know, you know, when people reach that point, cause you know, that's this, the scary thing about depression. You just never know when it's going to happen. One day you're, you're fine. And one day you mm-hmm. say, fuck it. And that's, that's the scary part. You know, yeah, absolutely. So, you never, you never know when you're going to get to a point where the a point of no return. You know, the darkness is the darkness can get really dark, man. Yeah, yeah been there. Um, I know, I've I've been there. I know you have as well. And it's just it 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 seems like, you know, it's like quicksand. You know, you just keep falling in that hole. That the light just keeps moving farther and farther away. And the next thing you know, you just you, you just don't know where to go. And I think that's, like I said, it's really important to have a network of people around you. And like Meanie said, if those people aren't around to support you, then find new friends. You know, you don't you don't yeah. deserve to not you you deserve to feel loved. You deserve to feel important, no matter who you are, uh, and no matter where you are in life. You sh- you deserve to have someone in your life that cares about you. And I and I I, I hope that everyone out there knows that. Yeah. Um, and you know, again, you know, my best wishes to her family in this incredibly difficult time. Um, and I, I hope that they are able to find the peace and serenity that they need right now to get through this uh, situation. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, like Meanie said, go search out some Daphne on on the on the Peacock or on YouTube or anywhere else you can find it and and celebrate um, an, an incredible person. And uh, we are uh, there's really no good way to transition out of this. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I, I'm not really sure how to pivot. But how, how are you? Adam? Um, how are you? How am I? I'm good, man. I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. I'm glad to be back again this week. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on last week as well. Um, yeah. That was a lot of fun doing a, doing that three-way dance. Um, it was very good. I know Tony Khan mentioned uh, trios titles, so I figure maybe the three of us have a shot now. You know, you never know. You never know. Never I'm not very know. athletic, but I can. I'm not athletic, but I can talk. So at least that would help. I'm uh, not I can, athletic and I can somewhat talk. So, uh, dude, I have seen you flip off the top rope, sir. I have seen you do lots of lots of athletic things. Definitely more than I would do. But in the, in, uh, the, in the words of Mitch Hedberg, uh, my doctor told me I had athlete's foot, and I went, "That's not my foot, man." That's not my fucking, you know. <laughs> I love it, man. Mitch Hedberg's fucking hilarious. No, I'm, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing really well. I am uh, gearing up for my move back to Pennsylvania. Um, if I'm going to be, or excuse me, back to Philadelphia rather, because I'm in Pittsburgh, but it's really not PA out here. You know, it's just, it's, it's Pittsburgh. Um, we'll be back on the 15th of this month and awesome. uh, I'm 
I am extremely excited. Uh, I guess I know that, you know, this might be a little dated by the time we the aired this episode, but Hurricane Ida came through your area. Um, and the Vine Expressway was a fucking canal of water. It was 15 foot high over there, man. Dude. Did you? Uh, so I guess the question is, Meanie, did you jump in and swim with the rest of the guys out there or did you just kind of like walk by and look? Oh, I, I, I admired it from afar. Uh like the cover cover in my living room, uh, sitting on the couch, <laughs> you know, maybe younger meanie would have done a meanie salt off the, uh, the overpass into the, uh, the, the vine street, uh, canal. But, uh, <sighs> yeah, that, 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 that water does not look, uh, well, then again, if you want to build your immune system, maybe go for that's the true. It's guys, guys and gals. It's raw fucking sewage in there, man. That's the Schuylkill <laughs> River and all that shit that's in there in the Delaware. Dude, that's literally raw sewage. Like if you want to get strong and you want to get radioactive, maybe go ahead and dive right in there. But I'm fucking I'm not doing it. It reminds me of George Carlin. He's like, you know, uh, when we were kids. We swam in the Hudson <laughs> River. We swam in raw sewage. And guess what? Yep. You know, we, 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 we turned out fine, you know. That that whole skit, I was that when I said raw sewage, that was the first thing that popped into my head. <laughs> we were tempered in raw shit. Yeah, dude, it's exactly what I thought about, man. That's amazing. My, er, my uh, everyday yeah. life is a, my everyday life is a George Carlin quote because I'm always thinking <laughs> either him or Bill Hicks, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's always there's always a, a place to, to have George Carlin inserted into your life. And and that is this is absolutely one of them. But I know my brother lived. My brother, David, lives in Quakertown and his backyard was pretty flooded. He had about oh. an inch of water in his basement. Um, I know friends who live in, you know, Doylestown and, and Jenkintown and Mullica Hill. And a lot of these places are just even in Downingtown, where I'm going to be moving to, uh, was just covered in water, which is. I mean, it's un- unheard of, you know, like those areas, we don't get hit with tornadoes. We don't get hit with big giant floods like that. And, and it was just destroyed. So I'm glad to hear that the, uh, that the mini castle is fine, well, uh, that I, there are no issues there. Yeah. Miss, uh, you know, the queen extreme, uh, my good friend Francine, uh, she's uh, a tornado went right by her house. Oh my like, God. Uh, yeah. I, I was watching some videos and, uh, yeah, like I, 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 there's a tornado that went by her house, and right as I was passing her yard, the funnel cloud went back up into the sky. Which, Whoa! Yeah, it was insane to watch, and um, you know, there's watching some of that tornado footage that happened not too far from here. You know, maybe twenty miles or fifteen to twenty miles, you know, north of here, over in Jersey. You know, you see, yeah, you saw a tornado go right past the uh, Burlington Bristol Bridge which was insane to watch now I watched that video I think it was Fox 29 or 6 ABC did it did the tornado go through the bridge or did it go around it because I couldn't you can't really tell from the video so I wasn't sure if it had actually crossed through the bridge and then my th- first thought was oh fuck like <laughs> what now you know imagine being on the bridge and you're like oh <laughs> it's like that oh movie, shit like yeah that movie twister here comes a cow here comes another cow <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's the same, same cow. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I, I think it, it it crossed on the Jersey side. The tornado mm. was definitely on the New Jersey side, and uh, it's bizarre because you know, you know, you always hear about tornadoes in like Oklahoma, you know, right, and, right, uh, you know. But there's all that wide open land, and you know, Ida come came through, and uh, my thoughts to all the our folks affected by Ida as well. Um, you know, I was just in Alaska with uh, Luke Hawks, 
who is from New Orleans, or as he says, New Orleans. And, um, yeah, he uh, he's just waiting to, to f- find a good time to go back just so he can assess what's, you know, happened to, him, you know, all his belongings. His family's okay, but just got to get together with the family and see what's going on there and see see where he's going to live. It's heartbreaking. I had a, it's been a rough I had couple a friend, days. Um, I was going to get my, my buddy Kurt lives down there in New Orleans as well. He, uh, he called, I think he t- actually texted me like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. And he's like, Hey man, I'm out of power. You know, my phone doesn't have a ton of battery. I don't have any Wi-Fi, but I have just a little bit of service. Like I need to find a hotel. And I'm like, okay, well, what can I do? You know, where can I look up? He's like Biloxi, Mississippi. I'm like, holy shit, dude, you're going to drive all the way out there. He's like, there's, there's nowhere to go here. He's like, everything is fucking flooded or the power's out. We don't, I don't have any food. Like I need to get out of here and I'm trying to find a way out. And it's him and his girlfriend. And I guess a couple of their friends that are, they're all in the area. They're trying to get the hell out. And it's just, it's crazy, man. It's great. It's not obviously, you know, we don't want to downplay the situation, but I'm, I'm just glad that it's not as bad as Katrina, you know, like that was, yeah. it could have been, an, it could have been immensely worse, but it is still really bad everywhere. So oh, I'm glad, uh, What's that? I said, oh, it's horrible. You know? It's, uh, yeah. And, 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 and the fact that it happened on the anniversary of uh, Katrina, or it's like a day after or on the day of Katrina, is just, you know. Uh, it's crazy. Sadly, you know, coincidental. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, and you, you, you see so many smaller towns that got affected, and uh, it's been a, a crappy couple days. Between you know everything, you know between you know Ida, you know destroying Louisiana, uh, destroying here in Jersey, and then you know the stuff with Daphne and stuff like that. It's been a rough couple of days, but uh, you know hopefully you know uh, you know, pe- you know the f- people you know who are affected by this disaster are able to pick up and continue on with their uh, you know their lives. And I don't know if they're going to have to relocate or you know just you know rebuild where they they are now and they yeah. hopefully rebuild stronger and better you know but uh and that that's all we can hope for man i mean it, it's 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 uh it, it's again there's just no good there's no good way to like quantify any of this you know it's just it just sucks it's just everything has just been the yeah. shits recently but uh the pod squad is here which is definitely helping shout yeah. out to the pod squad up, uh i am uh i'm reading all the comments here travis said jim molyneux uh, his roof got fucked up uh so we're sorry to hear that um i hope CW, i pronounced his last uh, name right uh jim molyneux you know molyneux yeah, he, we could pretend he's like French Malinou, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Get that nice French accent on it. There you that's go. A, that's a shame. I didn't know uh, he was affected. Uh, yeah, I'm still playing a lot of catch up. Uh, my whole, you know, couple of days have been like thrown off between, you know, traveling. Uh, Trevor out to Alaska. Uh, shout out to uh, Russell Plaro, Alaska, Kevin Matthews. And uh, the local crew of uh, the 907 Wrestling Academy out there in uh, Anchorage, Alaska, uh, they they brought me and Nova and a, a bunch of the boys out for a mini tour, like a two-day tour of uh, Alaska, Anchorage, Alaska, and Palmer, Alaska. So Nice. It, yeah, it was definitely a, a bucket list trip, but uh, I'm, I'm still feeling the effects of it. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, let's uh, let's jump into that, because I know the last time we spoke, you were you were telling me about going to Alaska. Yeah. Um, how were how are your travels? You know, how long? I know you had a two flight 
movement, right? Like it was two flights or was it how many flights did you have? Dude, it was two very long flights. And uh, yeah, I flew from uh, Philly to Salt Lake, which was four hours. And then had like a two hour layover. Uh, and my, my second flight was four hours and 50 minutes. So eight, like nine hours of, of flying in a germ tube full of recycled air. And uh, so anybody uh, have any issues with like masks or anything like that? Or did you have any, any, any assholes on the plane that didn't want to wear a mask? Thankfully, uh, everybody, there's no drama. Thankfully. Good. You know, and uh, that's I, great, man. Yeah, And I, I was kind of like, man, that's a long time. But uh, it, it, it seemed all right. You know, I had no yeah. issues. Uh, I brought, uh, you know, my tablet. Well, the, the good thing is I brought a tablet full of podcasts to listen to. And then turns out they have like a, had like a ton of free movies on there. So I was like, oh, well, shit. You know, you know I'm, yeah. I, I'm usually a documentary guy. But, hey, I watched some, uh, some movies. I watched uh, Shawshank Redemption on the way out and. I mean, I feel like you have to, right? Like, if the choice is there, you have to watch that movie. Yeah, yeah. Andy Dufresne crawling through a tube of shit and then just sitting on yeah. two flights for nine hours, or pretty much one and the same, uh, just full of <laughs> full of germs that can make you sick. Uh, I love that flag, man. Yeah, dude, it's such. I love that flag. Yeah, I, it's just uh, it's it's so pro wrestling that movie, you know. <laughs> You know, you get out and, you know, you don't, you know, you get out of the wrestling business and a lot of people don't know how to adjust to the outside world, you know, you know, it's, you know, yeah, I've heard, I've heard pro wrestling and, you know, convicts and everything else. I mean, it's, it's when you're in it for a certain amount of time, it's, <laughs> you know, it's what, you know, and it's, it's just, it's a lot like Michael Corleone, you know, just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. Pull me back. Speaking in. of that, they pull me back in as a side note. <laughs> yes. I finally got to watch and then we'll get back to Alaska. Sure. Sure. I finally got to watch the Coppola cut of the Godfather three. Oh, have you good. seen that yet? I have not. Oh man. Now I'll I, full I disclosure. I know I'm always, I'm going to take, I'm probably going to take heat on Twitter for this, but ah. I, I really fucking liked the original Godfather three. Really? I know I'm in the minority. I love that flick. I think it's great. Um, I thought there were parts that I didn't really like, but that's kind of like everything, you know, some things are slower <laughs> and some things are better, but yeah. I enjoyed it, man. I, I enjoyed that flick, but yeah. So Coppola, and I think Mario Puzo, they had this different idea for The Godfather 3. They wanted it to be like the death of Michael Corleone. It was supposed to be like an like a like a epilogue, like a, the, the butt end of the story. Yeah. And I guess they, you know, obviously, like with everybody else, they weren't happy with how the final cut came out. So over I don't know how long it took, but they recut the entire movie <laughs> and added shit and moved scenes around. And like, it's really fucking good. Like, if you how haven't had a chance to go and watch it. Uh, it, I think it's like two and a half hours long. It's just about as long as the as the original movie. But man, it's just so much. I feel like there is the the story was told in a much better way. I watch it the way it's so it's it's called the Godfather Coda, Death of Michael Corleone, and it's just. I mean, I, I'm a sucker for all of that like mafia Vatican story as well because a lot of that shit really happened, man. Yeah, and um, uh, you know that the, the death of JP one and you know that the Vatican banker hanging from the um, the overpass, like all that shit really happened. And it's just like, it's just a while. I thought it was fantastic. So if you haven't had a chance to watch it, I'll definitely it, have but. to uh, check it out. Uh, there's also a version of Godfather that's out there where 
somebody went and took the time to re-edit all the the Godfather movies in chronological order. Whoa! Where all the no shit? Where all the uh, flashback scenes are placed in there, so you're watching from the beginning all the way up through. Instead of watching a regular movie and seeing all the flashbacks, they take yeah. all the flashbacks and front load the, the the movie with it, and then you're watching it in chronological order, which is pretty cool. That is pretty rad, man. Yeah, I I mean, you know, the Godfather's just they're they're all classics, and it's just I would I would sit through that for sure. But uh, what it sounds like you didn't want to sit through was another nine and a half hour flight oh to Alaska. Gosh. So. Tell me about when you land in Alaska. How is what's it like? Do you really have like twelve hours of or twenty four hours of sunlight while you're up there? Like what's uh <laughs> what's the what's the weather like in Alaska? Uh shout out to uh JT Cage, who's out there. Um local uh he's a wrestler who moved up there, started a wrestling school and uh runs the nine oh seven wrestling academy and he partners with Kevin Matthews from Russell Pro and makes which makes Russell Pro Alaska. Uh, if I was to describe Anchorage in one word, it's pretty much like being in Seattle. Kind of like a little chilly, a little rainy. Um, really cool. Uh, the, the the season we went, you know, I got the whole breakdown from all the locals of different things. Where, where the time I was, you know, when I was there last week, like the sun rises at 5 a.m. and goes down at like 10 p.m. <laughs> wow but then they told me there's like a period of time where like the sun will be out till 3 a.m and then there's another period of time where you get four whole hours of sunlight but that's in southern alaska now northern alaska is supposed to be like a whole nother ball of wax where that's where you get the six months of daylight six months of darkness and the thing I really want to go up there is for the uh, the Northern Lights with the uh, Aurora yeah. Borealis. I really want to see that, man. That's like a, another bucket list thing. So, uh, you know, now that I got a little bit of taste of Alaska, I definitely want to plan out like a, a full trip and just, uh, you know, start at the top and work my way down, you know, from. Uh, for sure. But, you know, I, I was given all the pointers of like how to go see Alaska. So that's kind of like maybe what I'll uh, save towards and work towards to uh, bring, you know, me and Mrs. Meany over up there and uh, get to see the land. Uh, we were like 30 miles. The second day, we were like 30 miles from the point where you allegedly could see Ala- uh, see Rusk- Russia from Alaska, you know, the whole... Uh, I can see I can see Russia from my health. You betcha. Yeah. Uh, you betcha. <laughs> yeah. Glad she's gone. Yeah, yeah okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, you know. Uh, what you call it? Um, yeah, we were, we were supposedly close to that, and I was like tempting, but I was like, nah, we gotta get to the show, man. Uh, <laughs> so how was the show? Did you have a good time? I know you wrestled, uh, Mr. Uh, friend of the show, Matt Cardona. Um, and Brian uh, the Myers. current, the, the current, uh, GCW world heavy, world's heavyweight champion. Um, have, have you seen the new, uh, GCW, uh, title belt that he uh it's fucking it's got a spinner on it and it's got the purple velcro dude people are gonna (laughs) shit their pants holy shit talk about heel moves brother oh man good god man talk about heat like that's beautiful that's he oh my god man and you know what's great about him is that he could just like you can tell like not just that he's having a blast doing it but you know he knows what the fuck he's doing like you can i mean just like digging in the whole time man that's fucking great yeah i thought that belt was amazing that's the best thing about what he's doing he's he's embracing it 
You know, some yeah. People, some people shy away from that. And uh, he's like, like, nope. And uh, <laughs> I got, oh, dude, I was, you know, we were, you know, working with each other. And, man, some of those wounds still look pretty fresh, you know, from the death match and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Good Yeah, Lord. those are some deep, deep cuts, man. Dude, I wanted to, like, take a selfie with them and stuff like that. I was like, dude. But, you know, I was Cardona and, and Myers, uh, it was uh, <laughs> your first night. It was uh, Cardona, Myers, and VSK. Um, first myself, Nova and, uh, Jay lethal, AKA black machismo who, uh, reprised his, uh, re- tribute to Randy Macho Man Savage. That's great. Uh, as a, you know, an honorary member of the BWO. And, uh-huh. uh, the best part was <laughs> we do our, they do their entrance. We come make our entrance and we introduce, uh, Jay lethal black machismo. And uh, there's a point where Nova's starting off the match and me and uh, Lethal are on the apron. And he just starts busting out laughing. I'm like, well, he's like, I forgot to take my sunglasses off. <laughs> I, was like, well, I was like, well, now you got to keep them on, brother. And, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, he tags in and uh, either Cardona or Myers are like, uh, Raph, Raph, he still has his sunglasses on. He goes, they're prescription lenses, brother. And it's just, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Lethal is so brilliant, man. He's, he's oh, that's amazing. Stuff. And I fed him a lot. <laughs> he goes up to Brian Myers. He kept he kept calling Brian Myers Ricky Steamboat. Listen here, Steamboat. And he's like, I'm not. I'm Brian Myers. I'm not Ricky Steamboat. You got lost in your eyes. You know, just all that kind of shit. They're just popping us. You know, I'm like on the apron, oh, you know, trying to you know keep his. Well, I'm a little bit goofy as it is, so sometimes you know people just think I'm in character anyway. But I was legit like having a good belly laugh on the apron. Uh, but yeah, the match went went great. Uh, it was it was cool to work with you know those guys. You know, it's always good to, you know to get to work guys you've seen from afar and you've you know been around and know, but then actually get in the ring and you know share a match with them, have a match with them, and have a couple cool moments with them. That's always really cool. So that, yeah. that, that was a lot of fun. That's awesome, man. I'm glad you had a good time. What um what else did you uh, did you get into while you're up there in Alaska? Anything uh, anything unique? Anything fun that you uh, you got yourself involved with? Uh, I wish we could have done a little bit more sightseeing, but uh, you know, we went. Uh, I had my first uh, encounter with reindeer sausage. Interesting. Tell me about that. <laughs> So, like, uh, you know, flying out to uh, Alaska, you know, what, cheeseburger, the world-famous CB, CB, cheeseburger. I was on my flight, and he's like, man, I can't wait to go out there and have reindeer sausage. I was like, fucking reindeer sausage. He's like, yeah. There's this place out there called Gwenny's, and they, you know, they, they serve reindeer sausage. I'm like, I'm all about that. You know, I, I love, you know, <laughs> deer meat, whatever, and stuff like that. So the second day, you know, we get up and uh, go to late lunch or late breakfast, early lunch or whatever you want to call it, brunch, as some people call it. And uh, we went, we've sought out Gwenny's, which I guess is Alaskan Denny's, maybe. Nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's like uh, <laughs> it's like a little diner joint that's really cool. And uh, you know, uh, I had the uh, reindeer sausage and eggs uh, with uh, eggs over easy and some. Uh, home fries with the uh uh i I always get onions put in there but uh yeah it was was pretty good it was was a little gamey 
you know, mm-hmm. if I ever had like deer meat, deer chili. But uh, it was pretty good. Then I found a local place that like sells the reindeer, uh, reindeer sausage, but it was like already uh, like like cooked, kind of like a kielbasa, where it's kind of like shelf stable and stuff like that. So right, brought some of that home. Brought home some uh, salmon jerky, and uh, you know the the try and uh, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, that it was it's definitely interesting. So then, yeah, uh, you know. Uh, one thing, well, one of the crazy things, you know, we fly in, get in at one thirty, you sleep, and then you have the show, and then the next day, you know, you're going to uh, have a show, and then basically go straight to the airport from the show and fly home. Which wow, yeah, uh, we we the that second- must be a. What's that? Crazy. I said it must be crazy to have to go. So so let me make sure I understand. So you get done, like let's just say you're wrestling, I don't know, you're the main event, right? So you you wrestle at nine thirty well, Alaska for, time. Well fortunately they put us on like second. So we can have plenty of Oh time. good. Yeah, they, they, okay. they were smart about it. So they were the you know, wow. uh you know, you go and uh you drive forty five minutes away from Anchorage where you're the town you're flying out of. Uh <sighs> You're on second, or no, actually third. And, okay. Um, you know, it was uh, myself and Nova against the amazing Graysons, two great kids, two great uh, up-and-comers, as they say. Uh, had a really fun match, but, you know, as soon as you get in the back, you do your uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, and just uh, do a quick little sink bath and uh, change the gear and off to the airport, you know, and you're rushing off to wow. the airport to uh, – Hopefully catch your flight home because if you miss that flight, you're fucking you're screwed. Uh, yeah, especially from Alaska. I mean, for fuck's sake. So where? So you fly out of you fly out of Alaska. Where do you? Where's your first stop on the way oh, home? Uh, you know, the, you know, just reverse the trip back to Salt Lake and then Salt I Lake see. to Philly, and which you know you're leaving there at like eleven thirty their time, getting home at like four thirty in the afternoon in the states, and it's like. I was thankful that I was able to get back at 4.30 and still have somewhat of a day, you know. Well, right. You, you have a little bit of time to get home from the airport and get settled. I mean, how bad? So what's the time difference up there? They are four hours behind us. They have an interesting they have, instead of like three hour difference. They have a whole nother time zone. So it, it, that was interesting to be four hours behind, you know, Philly time. So, yeah. you know, uh, and you're always you know, don't trying to do that travel math in your head. You're like, well, I want to call home, but uh, you know, you know, yeah, you get, you're you get just, done you're, London, and you're like, oh, well, it's four o'clock in the morning back home. I should probably shouldn't call. Uh, right, right. It's but, like uh, the first time I the first time I went to Vegas, like, and, and even in California, you know, you're there, and it's like, wow, great. I should like always be on like Pacific time, you know, like always be three hours at three hours behind. This is fucking great. And then you get home, you're like, oh my god, kill me now. Like I can't. I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this shit. Brother, it's I'm, awful. Brother, I was there for two days and I'm still just mm. like feeling it. It's like, uh, you know, traveling east to west is always great, you know, because yeah. you're going with the time change and you're save, still saving some time. But, you know, you leave at like 9 or 9 a.m. Well, in this case, we're leaving uh, Anchorage at 11, which is 12, 1, 2, 3, 3 a.m. Philly time. And then, like, you have a four-hour layover, and <laughs> which, yay! And then uh, you get yeah, the next right? flight, and you're, you, you 
try to sleep, you can't sleep. Uh, you know, you <sighs> you go to nod off and you feel your head, you know, dipping. So you, you jerk right back up awake. So, so you get home, you're, you're, you're no, I, well, I, I didn't even get much sleep when I was out there. I had like maybe four hours sleep each night, just, uh, the first initial night. And then the, you know, the, after the first show, a couple hours sleep, cause it was just so hard to, you know, you know, go down, you know, go to sleep. Yeah. So you're trying to, you know, sleep on the flight. You're like, oh, I could sleep, you know, the first four hours. And then, no, no. And so uh, you got home to Philly, and then you're waiting for, you know, you know, just your bags, and you're waiting for, you know, the ride home. And just you, 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 even as short as the trip was, I'm still kind of feeling it. And just like, uh, and then you're, you're, you're breathing in that recycled air, and you're in air conditioning the whole time, and you're just, just like, I feel like I was in a dusty closet for like a couple, <laughs> like my whole nose is just like clogged. I got this whole head yeah. thing going on where it's it's like a dusty closet feel. Like it's like this thing I always get at the end of the summer, you know, when it goes from really hot to really cold and your body's mm-hmm. like, your body's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. You know? It just, it, it just, it hits the skids right away. Oh yeah. Now two questions for you. It's yes. as far as travel questions. Cause it is the mind of the meaning. So I want to pick your brain on these two questions. Is there anything worse than falling asleep in an airplane seat? Oh, I thought there's more to that question. No, uh, no, because I fucking hate it. I just want to know what your thoughts are. I oh, fucking I mean, hate falling asleep in an airplane. I mean, they, they give you a whole uh, inch and a half to recline. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, how can you not want to fall asleep? How, how generous of them. And, you uh, know, an yeah. ample footroom. You know what the biggest fucking scam is? They they pay you to do this uh, comfort upgrade. They want you to pay $89. And it's just like the first couple seats behind first class that are the exact same dimensions as yeah. as the other seats. Still, same amount of leg room. It's just you're closer to the front of the plane. And it's the biggest it's fucking comfort. Scam. No, it's not comfort at all. The, the whole thing's not comfortable. Jesus you know? Christ. Hey, yeah, I, 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 I have to give a little shout out to uh, world famous CB, uh, Mr. Cheeseburger. Because uh, we flew out, I flew. We both flew from Philly to Salt Lake, and from, he he traveled a lot, and he, you know he uses that airline. Uh, I don't want to put him over unless they want to, you know, sponsor us. But uh, he has a lot of miles, and he got upgraded for the second part. I was like, ah, first class. I, to his credit, I don't know if he was ribbon, maybe because he's seen Mini Tunes or something. But he offered to he offered me his first class seat. Wow. And I, I declined because I was like, you know what, man? You earned those miles. Enjoy first class. I'll go back here with the rest of the the, the uh, common folk, you know. <laughs> the, the, plebe, the plebeians. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yes. Sean, Sean Jones, he, sleeps, he says, I sleep like a baby on planes. Take your neck pillow and reverse it so the comfy part is under your chin. You won't do the nod and jerk that way. Dude, I have tried every fucking way to get comfortable on a plane with a neck pillow, with my sweatshirt, like I, I sleep all that shit up. I sleep Fuck, like man, a baby. It's- I, I sleep like a baby on the plane, too. I just scream and shit my pants the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> just loud, violent diarrhea, just power shitting in my pants the whole. Yeah, dude, totally. No, I can't. I can't fucking imagine any way in any like any scenario where I'm going to be comfortable on a plane to sleep like i'm just i by the time i get home too like 
you know, coming home from West Coast time. I'm like, you know, you get the shakes a little bit because you're like yeah. adrenaline's going and yeah. you're prepping yourself to get ready. But I guess that's that's question number two is what is worse coming going from like West Coast time to East Coast time or like flying over to London? And because that's like later than us, right? Like you lose time when you fly over there. So then yeah. coming back, like what's what's worse in that regard? Because I've never been I've never, you know, flown over the Atlantic before. Yeah. So I, I I don't I don't have that experience. I like flying to London just because uh, usually it's a red eye. So mm. you're leaving at night. If you sleep good if you don't uh the trick to flying overseas is once you land don't go to sleep don't do anything stay awake so when the time comes around for you know you know the time all the you know the folks overseas go to sleep like whenever they're your bed whatever your bedtime is at home it becomes over there go to sleep at that time like if you fall asleep yeah. in america at 9 p.m wait till 9 p.m in london they go to sleep and that's how you catch up on your your normal sleep cycle. You know that's the trick. So uh, I, 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 that's why I love about going overseas because you know you go there, and then you're coming home, and like say you leave nine a.m. to London, to fly back to Philly. Say you're doing direct Manchester to or London to Philly. If you leave at nine a.m., you might land at eleven a.m., which is yeah, kind of cool. You know, you, you still have a full day ahead of you, even though you you were just in the giant germ tube for like six hours you know so <laughs> it's i feel like it's objectively worse though like during this as as every email i've ever fucking written in the past like 18 months is in these uncertain times um there's one phrase i can't wait to fucking retire and never hear again for the rest of my life as somebody referred to things as these uncertain times but um i don't think there's anything worse than being in an enclosed enclosed space anywhere uh, right now at this point, like I, I was a, I was an avid SEPTA rider, you know, yeah. when I was back in Coatesville going to the city, I took the train every day. I took the R five and I would take it from my house to the city, uh, went every day, fuck driving, man, no way. And then once COVID, I, I remember the exact day that it happened, right. It was probably like a week after the, the pandemic, like actually broke out. Yeah. I'm sitting on the train. I'm in like a totally empty car and I hear somebody coughing behind me. And I mean, it wasn't like a normal cough. Nothing was coming up. It was a dry, evil cough. And I said to my <laughs> wife, I said to Courtney, I was like, babe, you got to come pick me up from the city today. I am getting off as I'm getting off at the nearest stop and I'm not getting back on this train. And for 18 months, I haven't been back on the train. But, so you, you, you pretty much been in Pittsburgh just for the pandemic. So we've been here. So we moved out here in October of last year. Wow. We've been here since October of 2020. Um, before that, we were in Coatesville at our old house. We were there from March to October. Um, the plan was to stay here and eventually actually move out west. We wanted to go to California, um, you know, but with some challenges with my middle son and, and uh, you know, some of his um, his special needs. And then obviously the, the pregnancy that just kind of popped up on us now we're you know we're like well we don't have any family you know her brother lives in uh upstate like northern jersey my brother lives in quakertown and yeah. you know we're, we're we want to be close to them and, and have a support network so yeah we're going to be uh we're going to be back but moving during a pandemic was not as crazy as you would imagine it being but you know traveling was not a delight you know so i'm glad to hear everything went well in in alaska though oh, uh and that the I, trip I was great gotta, i definitely gotta get back up there and see like the yeah whole thing. apparently there's a a train ride they do uh like during the winter that's supposed to be like breathtaking like the scenery wow is like amazing there's a town 
in northern Alaska called uh, North Pole. And they have a real no guy. Shit. They have a guy whose real name is Santa Claus. Who, <laughs> Santa Claus. So the trick is, from what I've been told by the, the, the locals, the folks who live there, is the best plan is to fly into Fairbanks and then, uh, you know, work your way down towards, you know, Anchorage. You know, it's to stop at all the stops. Because I, I think from uh, south to north, it's like eight hours. You could do the whole. Wow. At top to bottom in like eight hours. So holy shit! And I keep wanting to call the country. You know, it's just I know it's a state, but I keep wanting to call. It, I keep thinking it as a, like a totally different country, but because you know the people are like really kind and really polite up there, and it's uh, really beautiful. And you know, look, I I've driven through states that have mountains, and then there's like these mountains in Alaska, which are just gorgeous. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I definitely need to get back up there. I want to get the full Alaskan experience, which uh, <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like something out of Dirty Dictionary. But um, you know, um, yeah, I definitely got to get back up there. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a trip I I want to take at some point in my life. Um, I know that. I w- yeah, for sure, absolutely. I I uh, I haven't been. I you know obviously I've been to the West Coast, but never never up there. So definitely a place to go. I'm glad you had a had a great time. I know Al Snow is waiting for us in the green room, um, yes. so I want to make sure we get to him today. Um, I know it's extremely important that we make sure we do that. We should not be tardy um, with this. No, we shouldn't be because you know Al Snow deserves a spot to talk here, and I think uh, I think today should be the day. So uh, before sure we get to, I'm sure he's been to Alaska. You know. I would imagine so. Yeah, he's probably been all over the place. You know, I would imagine so. Um, I uh, But before we get to that, I want to make sure we get to right now, we're going to get to Ask Meanie. Oh. It's time to ask Meanie anything. Ask me something. So let's uh, let's get our, our seltzers ready if we have anything today. Uh, yes. Uh, I have my uh, generic black cherry shit here from the uh, vending machine down the hallway, which I will certainly miss when I'm not here anymore. <laughs> I got the uh, ugly watermelon splash or smash. Sorry, uh, watermelon smash. So you got the Gallagher special there. Yes, sir. Well done. So let's uh, give her uh, a ride. I'm going to Sandman it. There we go. Three, two, one. Yes. Hell yes. All right. Let's, All right, let's ask Minnie. Pinky's up. You, y'all might get a nice kiss from the seltzer today. Oh my God. All right. Let's go. It's so delicious. This shit is fucking good, man. This is like this is incredible stuff. And for generic black cherry stuff, it's it's really quite amazing. Again, my right, again before we get to that, you said you had yeah. uh, your seltzer from the uh, vending machine down the hall. And again, my mind goes back to George Carlin, who talks about the uh, staying at the Sleep Fuck Motel. That has the vending sleep fuck sleep 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 and fuck. Yeah. Sleeping fuck. And they have the ve- they have the <laughs> vending machine full of diet orange shasta that nobody wants. Nobody wants. <laughs> Dude, as soon as you said I want to talk about Carla, that the first thing in my head was the diet shasta orange that nobody wants. <laughs> yeah, Literally, nobody that's wants. Light in my head. <laughs> Sleeping fuck. My favorite thing to post when I'm having a really shitty Wednesday though is when he talks about TGI Fridays. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I want to make a restaurant called HSIOW. Holy shit, it's only Wednesday. Yes. You sell a lot more beer, a lot more booze. If people thought it was Wednesday, 
all the time. Yes. If you've never listened to that album, go ahead and check it out. I think that's on the uh, You Are All Diseased record, which is like right before yeah. 9-11, which is just it's just timeless stuff. So go ahead and, and take a listen to that. But yes. uh, Vanessa Bello, friend of the show, what up, wants Vanessa? to ask Meanie. Meanie had mentioned recently that wrestling in Alaska was a bucket list item that he checked off. Are there any other states that Meanie has yet to wrestle in? Ooh. Uh, yeah. You know, when I was up in Alaska, I was telling people, yeah, I mean, thanks for, I was thanking them profusely. Thanks for this opportunity, this bucket list moment. They're like, well, how many, you know, more states you got to go? And I had to sit there and do the math. I'm, I'm thinking maybe I, I have like maybe four left. And wow. the, that might be like North, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming. I, I've been through Utah. I've been through Iowa. Uh, interesting enough, I drove through. Me and now we're driving through. Well, and I should bring him on. Uh, you know, he's in the he's in the uh, green room. Let him finish the uh, spinach dip. You, yeah, I was gonna say you let him finish all the the the, the spinach artichoke dip that was yeah, uh, yeah. gracefully supplied from the Applebee's down the road. Yeah, we'll let him finish all that, and then you can tell this part, and then we can ask we we can ask him afterwards. It's fine. But we fine. stopped in uh, I want to say Ames, Iowa, or something like that, and there was a sign uh, explicitly telling people not to bring their their game into their hotel room like if you kill the deer please don't bring it into your hotel. <laughs> yeah it was it was explicitly written that you should not bring your dead deer that you just shot into your hotel room uh so I was like, what a weird world they live in when you have to like write that out for people you know <laughs> that's the thing what about the weird fuck, law man? that's the weird thing about weird laws is they had to write it for a reason right it's not just like right uh, I'm bored. Uh, what kind of law can we pass? No, no. Somebody actually did that. And then somebody had to go, you know what? Uh, prevent that from happening again. Let's fucking pass a law. <laughs> so, holy Vanessa shit. actually, Vanessa asked if you had been to Hawaii as well. Yes. Uh, in like 2001, 2002, there's a, again, a wrestling trip. Uh, I went to Hilo, Hawaii, where, uh, I want to say uh, the Kilauea volcano is, and we got to got to go there. Uh, the, that promotion was great. I was there with uh, it was me and Rey Mysterio. You know where the uh, the names that they brought in, and uh, they took us around. We did. They took us to like a macadamia farm, and we got to see all the sites. We got to see the um, the hot springs that basically just smell cool. like smell like farts and uh so you felt right at home right oh, yeah. did you leave some did you leave some essence of meaning there as well <laughs> yeah fucking amateurs you know uh <laughs> don't hold a candle to me pal yeah king kong ain't got nothing on me yeah. 23 hour a day lockdown <laughs> elegant pay i'm sorry i went denzel for a second i apologize uh, i got i get that. lost in training day and i don't know i black out a little bit i don't know what happens go ahead I'm sorry yeah man but no i, I <laughs> You know, uh, it's kind of like baseball, you know. Uh, right. It's like, you know, you could hit a single, you hit a double, you could hit a home run, but that triple's really fucking hard to get. And, like, yeah, Hawaii felt like a like a triple in baseball. And, uh, you know, uh, I guess, you know, Alaska was the home run, you know. But, yeah, you know, I guess because it's mainland, you could technically drive there if you want, if you're a fucking maniac. Um <laughs> Which I actually mapped out. I was like, I was like, dude, what if something happens up there and I'm stuck in Alaska? Can I drive it? And I looked. I was like, I did Anchorage to South Philly uh, driving directions. It's like, like two days worth of driving. I was Oof. like, 
And that's without stops, man. Because you know you uh, got to eat. You got to eat at every Roy Rogers on the way home, which is the only fucking thing fuck. anywhere. Sleep fuck. <laughs> Sleep fuck. Yeah, dude. I uh, that's awesome, man. Again, Hawaii would be somewhere I would like to go as well. I know yeah. that during my when my wife and I got married, we had like a stack of cash on the table. I felt like we had just like you know like sold a bunch of drugs or something, and we had this like giant pile of money. And we're like, well, where are we gonna go? You know, we don't. We're living in an apartment. We don't have any kids yet. We're just gonna do something. Yeah. So we planned out a trip. We were going to go to California and then we were going to go over to Hawaii. And then at the last minute, she was like, wait, 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 let's go north. We can spend just as much money going up north for like half the travel. Uh, so we ended up going to like Boston, Hyannisport up there, which was nice. great. But like we didn't, you know, we would have loved to have gone to Hawaii. But it sounds like you uh, you have everything. Hopefully when next time I, I told Eric, friend of the show, Eric Bischoff, that I was going to come up and have a cup of coffee with him in uh, in Cody, Wyoming. So uh, we'll have the three of us will have to get together and uh, and go see them since that, he is. That, a, might be, that might might be another one of the states I haven't been to is Wyoming. I, I don't know. If well, I you said, know what? I don't know if I said that before, but definitely. Gotta go you and that. I are going to. You and I are going to plan it out. We'll go get coffee with Eric, uh, and we will uh, we will live feed it. Uh, friend, also friend of of both Mind of the Meanie and Foundation Radio, Ringside Rant asks if you could time travel to the 1980s yes. and bring back two wrestlers, who would you bring back and why? That's a great question. Um, that is a great question. Man, uh, definitely Gino Hernandez, right? Yeah, because that I feels would, like a given. I would love. I would love to have seen him, you know, in modern day. I, I want to see him play out his role and see if how he would do in the role of a, as a world champion. I think he could definitely have been a world champion at some point. But then again, you hear Bruce Pritchard talk about, you know, how he was happy just being in Houston and flying in and out on his, uh, yeah. Learjet, so to speak. Uh, and uh, the other one would be, uh, Bruiser Brody. You know, um, yeah, imagine Bruiser. I mean, I know we're talking about bringing it back to modern day, but I would have loved to have seen if, if he had not been murdered, Bruiser Brody definitely would have been in ECW. And oh, then, for sure. And then imagine, I feel like, Bru- yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, imagine Bruiser Brody, Cactus Jack, Bruiser Brody, Hulk Hogan. Because I was just going to say Bruiser Brody would have been fucking would have been an incredible and incredible fucking heel. Like imagine like when you think about that time frame with with Hulk Hogan in the 90s, right? Late 80s, early 90s. You're talking about like he's already squashed Andre the Giant. He's already gone over on King Kong Bundy. He's done programs with Boss Man and Earthquake. Bruiser Brody feels like a time like a perfect fucking heel. For, for Hulk Hogan, you know, like, yeah. oh, my God, man, what an incredible match that would have been for that era. That would have been a, a fantastic. Yeah. Uh, oh, and just, he would have definitely I could have, he would he was like an interv- an innovator. He definitely would have been like like a shoe in for for ECW. I can't even uh, like would have been perfect fit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, ECW had Abdullah, they had the original Sheik, you know, Bruiser Brody would have been a no brainer. Yeah, absolutely, man. He would have been uh would have been an incredible one. But we're gonna go with Gino Hernandez and Bruiser Brody Just to answer to that question. Yeah, you know, but those are those are the first two that popped in my head. If you asked me tomorrow, I might have said somebody totally different. But yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I think um the other one that uh, I feel like possibly for me, in the vein of like a Bruiser Brody, like bringing him back to to see what he could have done um, or stop something, would have been Magnum Ta. Because I feel like he was could have been 
I feel like just watching him and knowing the background about him and, and you know, that, that what happened was just a, is a tragic accident. But uh, shit, I mean, he could have been he could have been Hulk Hogan. You know, imagine him going from NWA over to WWF. I mean, I feel like he had the look. He had the talk. He had the charisma. He could have easily been a WWF champion in the in the late 80s, early 90s, had nothing, you know, gone awry. But what do you think? Dude, and there's talk that he was, you know, being positioned to be the next NWA world champion. But right, uh, me being the uh, Philadelphia sports loyalist, uh, it wasn't until like recently that I kind of like put two and two two things together that kind of happened close to each other and kind of mirrored each other. Uh, around the time Magnum TA had his tragic accident where his Porsche hydroplaned and he hit a phone pole. And basically, you know, you know, broke it, you know, hit hit the top of his head, almost, you know, died. Around that same time, Pelly Lindbergh of the Philadelphia Flyers also crashed his Porsche in Jersey. Really? And there's like that that that, that thing of what if, you know, what if they both yeah. hadn't been driving Porsches? What what you know, what if, what if they both hadn't had accidents? You know, Magnum TA would have been he's being positioned for the NWA title, and Pelly Lindbergh was probably one of the best up-and-coming uh, goalies in, in uh, hockey. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he was a, a disciple of Bernie Perrant, who was another one of Philadelphia's legendary goalies. And imagine what the Flyers could have done had, the, you know, Pelly Lindbergh not died. They would probably would have won a couple, at least one more Stanley Cup, maybe two. Uh, just two careers cut short in very similar ways. And, of course, I'm viewing it from the the eyes of a Philly sports fan, but you know they're right. I think they were both the same model Porsches that they crashed. Oh God. You know, uh, and just to see, uh, you know, see them their careers cut so short. You know, you know, I, I would have loved to have seen what again. You know, time travel. You know, just you know, if there was some way to you know smarten Magnum up to say, hey, you know, uh, you know, just be careful, take a different route, yeah. please. Or, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things, man. What if, man, it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable, man. I wish, uh, I wish things had been different for all three of those guys, but, uh, Connor is asking the hard hitting questions here for you. Uh, <laughs> blue mini who has the better flagship burger McDonald's or Burger King. I have to choose between those two. Yeah. Uh, man, it's weird. I used to think Burger King was good. Back in the day, um, man, I would have to go with McDonald's. Like in the nineties, yeah. I was a Burger King guy, but then some, yeah. something went awry with them that I just totally didn't like them anymore. I would, I, I would always go to Burger King and get a burger, and then go through to McDonald's drive-through and get their fries. <laughs> yep, that's the way to do it, man. That's the only way to do it. And then you put the fries, um, you put the fries on the burger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hell yes, dude. Yeah. I'm a Big Mac guy. I always have been. Um, I enjoy when I go to Burger King, I'll get the chicken sandwich, the original one, like the long one. Fucking that's that's amazing. You know, that's usually my 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 sandwich of choice when I go there. But as far as best burger of the chains, which one uh, which one would you say? One that I don't think gets much love, but fucking anytime I'm in California, I go to Carl's Jr. You know? Yeah. Carl's Jr. is fucking amazing. And, uh, yeah, dude. Anytime I've been cow, and they, they would always, they always do the uh, healthy option where you 
get rid of the bun and they wrap the burger in a thing of lettuce and you just pick up the burger and the lettuce and use the lettuce as the bun. No shit. But yeah, in uh, Carl's Jr. is a sister company of Hardee's, yep. which is out here, but uh, I don't think they have the Carl's Jr. It's called the $6 burger because you're getting a, a restaurant burger quality at a chain store, or whatever the fuck they say. Yeah. I, I like Carl's Jr. Uh, Cupy, Alamo, Ohio. One of the oldest burger joints, burger chains in uh, North America. Wow. Uh, they're great. They've. Uh, I was misunderstood. I told the story where I used to tell the story, and it turned out to be a, a, a mashup. I used to say Dave Thomas owned a QP's, and him and Dave, uh, Dave Thomas and the owner of QP's were partners, and they had a split up. But it turned out Dave Thomas used to eat QP's as a kid. And he liked Cupy so much oh. that he, when he went op- went to open up his own burger joint, he insp- Wendy's is inspired by Cupy's. So if you go to a Cupy's in I Ohio, see. which is a, I think it's only in like two cities in Ohio, Lima and maybe one other city, you're basically getting a fresher Wendy's. So Interesting. Like when we when we all uh, me Mrs. Meany and uh, Gertner drove out to the first Starcast in Chicago, I went like two hours on my way to stop in Lima. A, to see the old school where I used to go to the, see the building, which was right around the corner from the QPs. And, A, and, you know, mainly to go see the QPs and take a photo outside of my old gym where I, I trained to become a professional wrestler. So, because I'm sappy like that. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely a great burger, man. They, they, every, same menu. It's just fresher, fresher ingredients. See, I'm a I'm an in and out guy, man. As like the first place I go to yeah. when I'm in California or I'm in Vegas, dude, yeah. I'm getting in a car or someone's going to drive me and I'm going to get me some in and out. If you go to in and out, if you've never been there, the only way to order a burger at in and out is you get a double double animal style. Yeah, you fucking you murdered those burgers, man. Oh just God, fucking yeah. incredible stuff, man. It just this was the pet. The first time I got to enjoy it with my kids when we were out there uh, this past time and, and um, we got the animal style fries and oh. God, I miss that place, man. I can't. It's one of the reasons I wanted to move to California is to be able to eat there at least like once a month for like my cheat meals, you know, like just go crazy. But there, there, yeah, I am. Um, go ahead. No, there, there was like this thing that happened a couple of years ago where somebody found an in and out burger. And I want to say, say in Brooklyn, New York, somewhere like a perfectly intact in and out burger, but there's no in and out burger there. No shit. I don't know if I'm mixing it up with a different burger chain, but like it was like this big mystery of wow why is there an in and out burger in brooklyn or something like that it's something goofy i don't know uh, i uh so i know carrie gets um is a friend uh uh through uh you know an acquaintance through some mutual friends and he paid someone to ship out a box of uh an outburst and some del tacos and i had never eaten del taco until i went Me out neither. there across the street across the street from the hotel we were standing at they had a del taco and i was like oh you know i saw gets eat i'm gonna try him man dude Man, they were good. Yeah. You know, not like a like 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 obviously the best tacos you're gonna get. You're gonna go to a street vendor or a cart or something like that. But you know, Del Taco was pretty fucking good. I was kind of impressed, dude. Another um, a good place out in uh, Santa Monica. I don't know if it's oh, a man. I don't know if it's a national chain or it's just there. But there's a place in Santa Monica called Wahoo's. That's amazing. They have amazing fish tacos. So if you're ever out in that mm-hmm. area, go to Wahoo. I think. Again, I won't get this wrong, but I believe Tony Hawk's like a part owner in, in the franchise. So, but definitely check out Wahoo's for uh, some some great fish tacos. 
I'll have to get the name of it. I wish I had it on offhand, but we stopped at a taco joint while we were there and um, they had a Lucha Libre wrestler on one of the walls, which is why we stopped there. I was like, babe, we got to go here, you know, uh, but they had really good stuff, man. I, uh, I, I typically when I get tacos anywhere, I'll do the fish tacos, but yeah, fucking phenomenal. I'll get the name and I'll share it with the pod squad here. Word. Um, Ma- Mangle strength asked hypothetically, what up? if given, if given the choice, jelly or syrup, <laughs> <laughs> given the choice for what my friend uh, i don't you know what meaning i'm gonna let you go ahead and wax poetic on that one you can go ahead and, and extrapolate that nah, i'm not even gonna touch that mark and dryden wants to know was meanie ever in a match where something went south and either himself or his opponent got super pissed off and i believe this has to do with the uh recent um oh chatter online about Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair. So uh, I'd be curious to know your answer to Mark's question. And then also if you had any thoughts on, on that particular match, uh, not me per se, but, uh, I was, you know, uh, when I first broke in, I was a tag partner with a guy named sick Rick matrix. And, uh, who I believe still wrestles today out in the Michigan area, but, uh, he was wrestling, uh, a local guy. We were. It was a show in Newcastle, Pennsylvania, and uh, Rick Matris was wrestling Ray the Crippler Roberts, uh, another guy who I could do. I have so many stories on, uh, but for every the guy was like super over. But if you looked at him, you're like, all right. You know. But for whatever reason, he was super over. So Rick and uh, Rick and Ray Roberts were doing this uh, street fight match. And I was the corner man for Rick. And I was going to help run interference on the match and stuff like that. So the match is brawling all over the place. And there's there's just one wrestler who was on the show. And I don't even know why he was out there. But, like, he interjected himself into the match that he wasn't supposed to be a part of the match. Like, he tried, he, he got a little handsy with me. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Get the fuck out of here. You're not fucking. And like, it got to the point where like, it's like the one of the few times I've, I've lost my cool in the locker room and we got to the locker room and I'm, I lost a fucking trash can. I was like, what the fuck were you fucking doing? Just wow. Like it was Rick and Ray having a match. I'm the corner man running interference, helping them cheat. Right. Right. Even though it's a street fight match, you know, there's really no cheating, but like I'm, you know, stacking the odds. Yeah. And this guy decided to interject himself in the match. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Get the fuck out of here. Jesus. So, yeah, it got to the point where I got to the back and I was like, you motherfucker. And just launched the fucking, it was, it was like a new Jack entrance. I picked up a trash can and launched it at him and he just grabbed <laughs> the shit and left. And, wow. uh, and I'll, I'm, it's not even worth mentioning that guy, guy's name because I doubt he wrestled another year. But uh, nah, don't even give him the airtime. I have any, I'd never heard of him before or since. But wow. But on the Nia and uh, Charlotte thing, it, it, I want to say it, it looked like a work. I mean, I said I I want to say it looked like a shoot. But then uh, who knows? Uh, yeah. I. I until they officially say what it was, you can assume it was a shoot or it could have just been a series of communication. Because if it was a shoot, they continued to cooperate after 
the part where the shoot happened, you know, and they start doing right working things. So I don't know, maybe it, again, I don't know this for a fact, but it could have been just something done to create buzz. Cause like, again, WWE is all about buzz, right? Right. And then I've, I, you know, most recently Danny Doring, um, uh, <laughs> Danny Doring and the CW Anderson had a little back and forth going, you know, we, we were the original Nia and uh, Charlotte Flair working, working a shoot during a match to where the fans thought it was a shoot. And they even worked a referee to where it was a shoot. So, wow. It's not un- uncommon to, for two guys to just want to you know, have some shits and giggles and doing an Andy Kaufman and work a shoot during the match. And yeah. Even fool the fucking ref and, and the locker room, so to speak, you know, but they're, you That's know, wild. in on the gimmick. You know, it's uh, yeah, I was going to say it's not there that they might have been throwing some shoot punches there or some live rounds. But, you know, it, it certainly wasn't a an APA, you know, public enemy style oh, where they just I was there for that. Oh, you were. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that Dude, one coming. That was in Adam that. from Downing. Adam from Downingtown wants to know what Meanie thought about the backstage that was going on with public enemy and, and the APA. That was just uh, that was in Pittsburgh. And, wow. And, and either grunge or Johnny. I mean, I grunge or Rocco kept trying to change stuff up in the match, like all the way up until when they're up in the gorilla position. And uh, APA just figured they'd had enough. They were like, hey, we're going to do the match that we planned. And that's what the office wants. That's the way it is. And, uh, you know, the monitor was sold out. You know, a lot of the boys heard, had heard the chatter, you know, leading up to that and watched it. And to uh, Grunge's and Rocco's credit, when they came back through the curtain, they were just like, hey, guys, thank you for the match. You know, you would think, you know, you see something like that, and you're like, man, they had to be, you know. And uh, Rocco's like, man, what are they all worried about? We used to do that shit all the time in ECW with tables and all that stuff. And they they didn't... They either no sold it or they were genuinely they 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 were either pissed and no sold it or genuinely didn't mind, you wow. know. But uh, yeah, that was that was kind of brutal, you know. Uh, yeah, more than more than brutal, man. I remember watching that shit and being like, oh my, like this. You get to a certain point in the match, you know, like the Perry Saturn incident, like when he clocked that guy, that one guy. I mean, that yeah, was Mike Bell. Mike Bell, that's his name. Yeah, I mean, uh, you watch that, and you're like, you watch those live rounds, and then after, it's like, after a second or two, it registers. You're like, oh wait, this is this is serious shit. And that's how I felt with that match with the Acolytes and, and Public Enemy. Watching that, you're like, you you can see there's almost like a certain whatever it is. Like you're watching, you're like, wait a second, what's something's gone really really wrong yeah. here? Something's wrong, you know? And you're like, holy shit, man. And Ron Simmons, what is, is a yeah? Man. What did Ron Simmons and what did Ron Simmons and, just, and Bradshaw do when they came back? Did they say anything, or did they just nah, go right? No, nah, they just all wow. slapped hands. Hey, thank you, thank you. All right, all right. Wow. And you know, like I said, you know, if, if you're going, you know, go through something like that, you either come back and no sell it because if you sell it for it, you're just going to ask for another, you know, ask for a, a repeat performance. You know, that's that's a, right. that's one thing when you go to a new locker room and people are kind of testing you. They're testing to see how you react. Sometimes wow. the best sell is the no sell, you know. Yeah, and yeah, you're uh, not wrong, man. You know, you take it, and uh, you know, hey, thanks for the great match. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, but Bubba, if you know, tells a story where they, you know they sent the acolytes in to test the Dudleys, 
And they, they, right, right. Yeah, and they fucking went at it. And then Bubba and Devon came back and said, hey, man, thanks for the match. With big smiles. Wow. And they're like, all right, these guys are good. So, but, uh, yeah, I guess I guess Rocco and Johnny had you know, just heat from trying to switch up things that, you know, constantly trying to switch things up all the way up until they got to the gorilla position. Hey, how about we do this? No, we're just going to do the match. We play. The way it's laid out. Yeah, and, you know, the rest is history. You know, man, that's wild shit. Yeah. R.A. Davis, do you have or do you still rather have the NWA World Light Heavyweight Championship that was retired after you won it? Or did you have to return the belt? Yeah, I returned the belt, even though I tried to keep it. Uh, <laughs> that's the only way you do it, right? You got yeah, to. I was like, you I have take to take this home for a little bit. Right. And I had it for a while. And they were like, oh, Meanie still has it. Like maybe six months later. Hey, uh, yeah, Corlo's like, hey, dude. Can I uh, can I get the belt back? Okay, Dennis, you can have the belt back. So that was that was a nut. You know, in my career, I've been fortunate enough to win a light heavyweight title, uh, win a Mexican heavyweight championship, and uh, I was a women's champion. So nice. <laughs> and a little Andy Kaufman there. There you go. I love yes. it. Yes. Mark and Dryden also asked a question for both of us. She's asking uh, Meanie and Adam here. Name a song that people would be surprised that you like oh. two of mine are Jackie blue and captain of her heart by the band double. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, that's about, a good question, man. Uh, I'm trying to get the name right. Um, Baker street. Yeah. Baker street. That one. And the few Foo fighters went on to doing a fantastic cover of it. But, uh, I always liked, Baker Street because when I was a kid, you know, uh, in the 80s and being down the shore, we would get like New York New York channels and like the mid-afternoon movie, that was the theme song to the, you're watching the Channel 11 mid-afternoon movie and they were playing Baker Street, that horn, because it's got that horn section and they're playing that, and I was like, man, that's a great song. And then, when I, a, and then I became a fan of the Art Bell show and... Yeah. Jerry Rafferty was in heavy rotation with Art Bell's bumper music, you know? And then, uh, you know, I, fi- I figured I was uh, Jerry Rafferty from the band Steeler Wheels, who also did Stuck in the Middle with You. And that was, he was in that band as well. So Jerry Rafferty, very uh, underrated talent. But yeah, uh, what was the question? Was it like two songs or one song? Or- uh, yes, yeah, a song or two that people would be surprised that you, uh, that you like. Oh my God. And then... Uh, Sometimes opera gets me in the feels. Um, I'm trying to think of the song. I'll, I couldn't pronounce it if I wanted, but the movie, oh, my God, what's it? Uh, Kevin Costner and Robert De Niro is The Untouchables. Yeah. De, uh, De Niro is Al Capone's at the uh, opera, and the clown is on stage singing the opera. While something, while, I, I think while they're trying to whack Sean Connery. But yeah. that music... Any kind of opera, when done right and then done with the powerful, just gets yep. me. Gets me. There's a there's a video from uh, Britain got Britain has talent or whatever the UK version of America's Got Talent. Yeah, and, and there was this guy Paul Potts who was like a sale a cell phone salesman in, in the UK, and they had him. You know, they came out and they kind of had like they did the thing leading. You know, where they showed a person leading up to the thing and. Yeah, the personality profile, and then he goes out there and sings, 
and you're just watching. Oh, I'm getting a little like emotional thinking about it. And you're watching the reaction that the judges react to this guy's powerful voice. And you're watching the crowd come to their feet as he's just belting this powerful opera. Yeah, again, I don't know names of songs or anything like that, but just certain pieces of opera when sung really powerful, just get me, get me. You know? Yeah. Yeah, there's certain types of music that'll like hit me right in the feels while I'm listening to it. One of the songs is, and I'll and I'll name my other two songs in a second, but one of the songs is All of the Lights by Kanye West. There's a breakdown in that, like right at the end of the song when Alicia Keys starts singing, man, like I can feel it starting now. Like every yeah. single time one set starts, I don't know what it is about that record, but like I can like I can feel the the like the goosebumps starting on my arms when I think about that. It's just it's like I, you know, I know a lot of people have opinions about Kanye West and some of them are rightfully earned and, you know, maybe yeah. some aren't. But I know that that people, especially that the the recent choice he made on his album. Um, but I uh, man, that song is is absolutely fucking incredible. Um, just absolutely amazing. But one of the songs, one of my favorite songs, actually, of all time, which will probably surprise a lot of people, is a song called If I Can't Have You by Yvonne Elliman. It's a disco record that oh, yeah. was actually originally was originally written you. by If I Can't Have You. Yeah. I don't want nobody. Dude, baby. I, yeah. Oh, I love that song. It's I amazing. Love, it's I love incredible. disco. I love disco. It's crazy. And it's um, yeah, people shit on disco, man. But I fucking the BGs are the shit, dude. That that those records, they bang, slap, and fuck. Well, so anybody who says that the BG suck can kick rocks. Uh, They're Dave, incredible, man. Dave Grohl just came out and said, you know, blew everybody's minds with saying the drums from smell like teen spirit or just disco beats yeah yeah i watched that video yeah he was like i just i just i like i i wasn't classically trained i just stole it from a disco song and yeah Yeah. i mean that like so originally so fun story that song if i can't have you was actually written by and performed originally by the bgs yes and it was a cover that she did, which became ended up becoming um, the, the most popular version of the song, similar to what happened with All Along the Watchtower by Hendrix, which is actually a, a Bob Dylan song, which yeah. most people don't know. But yeah. yeah, that's actually that's one of my favorite actually could be in my top three favorite songs of all time. I could have, listen have you to seen that record the Bee Gees documentary? Have you seen the Bee Gees documentary? No. You know what? I Someone has mentioned it to me, but I haven't if I haven't actually it, seen it yet. If you watch that Bee Gees documentary, you will be in awe of the, the Bee Gees. The amount of the amount of hits that, that, that they not only wrote for themselves but for other people. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. they're just an. I really do. I think disco gets a really bad rap, and again, I know that's that's probably a controversial take, but like music is it, good. Music is good music, whether or not it's disco or Justin Bieber or any of those records that right. are like you know right. you got it. You like if it's if it's a hot record, like if for me personally, if it's a hot record, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I'm gonna I'm gonna rock with this record because I I am gonna enjoy whatever I want to enjoy, right? Yeah. Um, singer two i guess that might surprise people i don't know why it would but um you know because she's in that wheelhouse is Aaliyah. i'm a huge Aaliyah fan i think i'm so excited that her records are coming out onto like streaming platforms finally nice. one in a million came out i guess it was a couple weeks ago and i basically backflipped in my my kitchen i was so excited to hear <laughs> that record but yeah it's uh I, I love Aaliyah. i love anything that she did um i've been a big fan of her for a long time and listening to that one in a million record brought back a lot of memories of walking around the oxford valley mall with my headphones <laughs> on and my fucking disc man listening to that it was just an, it's an incredible record but um so one last question here sure. before we wrap up uh today's episode chef carl wants to know what's the strangest item you've ever been asked to autograph and did you sign it oh i can't even remember it's 
I've, I'm sure I've done something goofy. You know, maybe a car, or like part of a car or something like that. I right. don't know. A body Not part. a samurai, you always get samurai asked, sword. You always get asked to sign a body part, and you're like, why? This is going to wash off. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm blanking on that one. I'm sure I've signed something really goofy, but just it's not coming to me right now. My apologies. Uh, you, well, you know what's coming to you right now is the uh, the part of the show where you tell everybody where they can find all of the great stuff about Mind of the Meanie online, sir. Uh, you can. Well, if you're listening to Mind of the Meanie, you found it. So <laughs> you found it. So hey, thanks for coming, guys. We appreciate it. Yeah. We appreciate listening. If 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 you like uh, Mind of the Meanie, tell a friend. If you hate it, tell an enemy. Um. If you want to support the Mind and the Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind and the Meanie. We can find many wonderful t-shirts designed by uh, our mad uh, genius Andy Slichter, who uh, makes a lot of our t-shirts. If you would like to support uh, you know, our uh, regular host, uh, the real Josh. <laughs> real dad. Yeah. Real dad. Go to uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash so says sure enough. If you would like to support the blue meanie go to prowrestlingtees.com slash blue meanie uh also don't forget about collar and elbow the wrestling brand go to collar and elbow brand.com use promo code meanie and save 10 percent uh you you can also find me on cameo go to cameo.com slash blue meanie bwo uh i'm the same through all forms of social media go to twitter instagram and facebook Blue Meanie BWO, and uh, how can people find you, sir? Well, thank you, Mr. Blue Meanie. I appreciate that. You can listen to my uh, my regular flagship host, or show, rather. I'm the regular <laughs> flagship host on my show. That was easy for me to say. Yeah. Foundation Radio uh, can be found anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, and you can find the archive over at foundationradio.net. Yes, Josh, I did try to get foundationradio.com, and somebody already fucking bought it, and I couldn't afford it, okay? So foundationradio.net is just going to have to do for right now. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, and then my socials, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at this is Goober. Uh, it's the same place everywhere. And you can find uh, the show's Twitter at FND Radio Pod. Um, I'm also excited to see the uh, the new Adam Bernard merch go up on Mind of the Meaning. I know I have two shirts <laughs> coming out, the Not Josh. And uh, I'm an Adam Bernard guy. I'm very excited to see those. So go ahead and uh, pick pick them up and uh, make sure you cop uh, stepdad appearances here. Uh, Blue Mini, this is always a pleasure to do the show with you, my friend. Um, I am glad I was able to fill in uh, for Josh tonight. And uh, oh, shit. I forgot. What? Fucking Al Snow. Oh, goddamn. Is in a goddamn waiting room. Son of a bitch. Al, uh, listen, man, I'm really sorry. I'm new here. You know, um, he, he, I'm, he's I'm, going to stretch us. You know that. We're getting stretched. Look, I'm I'm new here, so I you can just blame it on the fact that I'm new, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully, you know, next time, you know, real dad's back, we can get to him. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm really sorry. Oh my god. Um, oh dear. I'll send. We'll we'll uh, what I'll do is when the show is done, I'll go over oh, to the goodness. Applebee's and I'll pick up some more mozzarella sticks and some boneless wings to to take to the green room and make sure he's got enough food there. Uh, <sighs> fuck, I can't believe I forgot again. But anyway, um, yeah, Meanie, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm uh, I'm happy that you allowed me to steer, help steer the ship again. And hey, thanks uh, for being had. I, I appreciate that. I uh, and I'm excited to see you at Icons of Wrestling in a couple of weeks, uh, yes. September 18th. Yeah, see us. Um, uh, see us. Uh, actually, see us uh, September 11th. This, uh, I mean, not yes, yeah, September 11th. Uh, in Port Henry, New York for Brothers Gather. Uh, Josh and I will be up there to do 
uh, in-store meet and greet, virtual signing, selling our wrestling buddies. Go to brothers.gatter.com. Thanks for the uh, drawing in my memory. Uh, also, if you want to support uh, mine and me, go to uh, manscaped.com. Use promo code MEANY20 to get free shipping and 20% off. So, got to take care of the sponsors there. I was going to say, you want to make sure if you're going to any of these events, if you're coming to uh, New York or you're coming to Icons of Wrestling, you want to make sure your balls are taken care of. So, make sure you go to manscaped.com and use promo code MEANY20 and get 20% off of your order. And keep your balls feeling and looking good. Trust me your significant other well thank you uh, blue mini thank you so much thank you all for joining us today again i am temporary tour guide and stepdaddy extraordinaire adam bernard and uh this is the blue mini and we will see you again next week bye the world of mlw radio never stops 